Hey guys, welcome back to the Radiant Podcast. I hope you had such a wonderful Christmas, the loveliest new year, and I pray that 2017 is the best yet for you. Um, Today we have Kate Crocco, one of my great friends and truly an inspiring woman joining us for the podcast today. So without further ado, I can't wait for you to meet her. Hey, Kate. Hi, how's it going? Great. How are you? Thank you for having me. It is a joy to have you. I'm so thankful I got to meet you at the Camp Well Summit. And I would just love if you started out by share what you're doing, sharing what you're doing. I love um, your work and how you um, are able to pour into women across the nation. It's so cool what you get to do each and every day. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to share. So I am a trained psychotherapist, and right now I am doing confidence and mindset coaching for female entrepreneurs. So I help women who have businesses, and I help them through fears, insecurities, limiting beliefs, um, any type of blocks um, that get in the way of success in their business. So I help them really uncover those things. find new ways to challenge them and ditch them and really start seeing more success in their business once they're able to break through those. Well, I think it just perked some ears up because who doesn't want to learn more about that? I mean, that is cool. I know we have some women entrepreneurs listening who will be like, wow, I'm ready to know what I didn't even know. How did you get into this? What is your background? Yeah, so it's pretty long story. And it's, it's, a, it's fun because I never, it's not something I sought out. It really just sort of found me. So again, I started as a psychotherapist. Um, I have, um, a li- I'm a licensed clinical social worker. So I have my master's in social work. Um, I also did some work after grad school. Um, I got a postmasters in addictions. So I'd always worked at like hospitals and clinics with, um, severely mentally ill individuals, um, individuals who had addictions and I absolutely loved what I did, but it drove me crazy that things were so structured. Like I couldn't get the reason why I went to school to be a therapist was to have one-on-one time with people and even group therapy time with people. I wanted to spend as much time as I could to help people heal and help people get through whatever they're going through. And I realized that working for big organizations, hospitals, and all of that, um, there's not like... There's maybe like 30% of the time you actually get to do that. The rest of the time is paperwork, billing, meetings, phone calls. And I was a little bit disappointed because that was my vision was to just sit down with people and talk and have conversation and help them get through what they're going through. So I decided to start looking into um, opening up a private practice Um This was about probably three years ago or so. Um, And at that time, people like thought I was crazy because most people don't open a private practice, um, you know, here in New York, probably until they're at retirement age, till they've had years and years of experience, till they're burned out and they're ready to have like a break. And I realized, 
Yeah, like I want to be a therapist who's young, who's fresh, um, who's not burned out and can give a lot of energy to these people coming to me. Um, and if I'm my own boss, like I get to do what I want to do and I get to just sit and help people and I don't have to do all that other stuff that comes with it. Um, so I literally just started like doing some research, planning, and put all the little pieces together. And before I knew it, I had basically set the foundation for a private practice. Um, I was scared out of my mind because I never run a business. I didn't go to business school. They don't teach you this stuff in grad school, like how to run a business. Right. And something just said, like, I felt God saying, like, just do it. Just do it and trust me. And We'll see what happens. So this was August of 2015. Um, I decided to, I found an office space. I launched my business September of 2015. And I can't even, like, I, I can't even explain how it happened. But by November, by mid-November, God had completely given me the skills and the direction and the knowledge to be able to completely fill my practice um, wow. and be earning enough money in my job on a Saturday because that was the only time I could see clients that completely matched my nine to five. So I was able to take that leap and give notice and quit my nine to five within three months of starting this practice. Wow. <sighs> And you were 27, 28? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So I just, I was just about to turn 28. And yeah, you know, I told people, I was really timid about it. Um, people thought it was like a cute little hobby, sort of like, oh, that's sweet. You know, you're starting this little business <laughs> on the side. <laughs> uh, like, we'll see what happens. Like, yeah, that's cool. You're like thinking big and all. And like my boss, like no one really believed, like they believed in me as a worker, but like didn't believe that I could actually build a business um, that would even replace my salary. Um, so I was my last day of my job. My nine to five was December 16th of 2015. And after that, my business just continued to grow and grow and grow. And at first I was seeing clients just on Saturdays. So it was a really long Saturday. I worked from like 7 a.m. to like 7, 8 p.m. Um, but the business kept growing. So I was able to, I had to actually go and find my own office space and no longer sublet. Um, and by like, let's say like middle of the winter, I was so fully booked that I had to have a wait list. Um, I just like couldn't even take any more clients. And I actually also, I wasn't even taking insurance. So like health insurance. So people right. really thought like, oh, there's no way you're going to get clients. Like you're not even taking health insurance. Like this isn't going to work for you. And again, like God was like, no, just keep going. Like this is going to work. This is what you are meant to do. And I thought at that point, like, wow, like I have fulfilled my life goals. Like this was my lifelong goal to have a private practice. And 
I thought that was it. Like I thought, all right, this is what I'm doing the rest of my life. I've made it. (laughs) So what does it feel like to get to 28 and feel like you've accomplished everything you set out to do? Is that kind of surreal? And at some point, does that feel like, oh, well, what, what do I do now? Like, you know, exactly. And that was the feeling. And you, I'm, I'm sure you can totally relate to this. And many of the other women listening, we are ambitious women. We have these big goals. And then once we get there, we realize, man, like there's so much more I could still be doing. So I decided, all right, I'm going to take, I want to learn actually how to run a business because, you know, since I started, like I've really sort of just been trial and error, like just trying things, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't work. But I want to find out how to run a business and also how to maybe in the future take this business and bring it online so that I can reach more people. So I signed up for something called B-School with Marie Forleo, and it's an online, basically an online program that teaches you how to run an online business. And, you know, my intentions were to take this program and to eventually bring my practice online. And that was it. Like, that would be the next step of, like, reaching more people. And when I took this program, I just felt this, like, I don't know what it was. It's like energy and excitement of like, wow, like this is not it. There's still something so much bigger and like there's so much more out there still. Um, And while I was taking this program, I was introduced to a lot of different people who had online businesses already. Um, And a lot of them were coaches. And I was so intrigued because... I never really knew what like a life coach was or um, like a business coach was like, it was just something that I've heard of and like never really, you know, had any knowledge on. So I started to like follow these people and I was just so fascinated that these were people who a lot of them like didn't have a training um, or background in whatever it was that they were coaching, but because they've had such huge life experiences, they are, they were impacting like hundreds, if not thousands of people from whatever it was that they learned from that experience. And I was just like fascinated. Like, this is incredible. Like these people have gone through so much and look, now they're making a difference. Um, Like maybe someone, you know, had like a health journey, like, you know, they had a pretty unhealthy life and they learned to eat healthy and have a more balanced lifestyle. And now they're a health coach and they're helping people. So I started to really think and just pray on it. And I felt this call that I needed to, again, do something more. And I started to think back to like my own story and my own life and the struggles that I had gone through before you know, becoming a therapist. And I really felt God saying like, you need to share your story. And that freaked me out. (laughs) First of (laughs) all, because as a therapist, you're not supposed to share any little bit of personal information. So 
people, you know, can know your name, they know what state you live in, but they don't know anything about you. Some people won't even put up family pictures in their office or even wear a wedding ring because they don't want people to judge them or perceive them a certain way. So as a therapist, there was a lot of boundaries and a lot of things they couldn't say, a lot of things they couldn't do. And one one big thing was talking about my faith. Like that was a complete no-no. Um, so yeah, (laughs) I bet that is tough. If, especially if you look at that as something that guides you, helps you make informed decisions that you base your life off of, but you, if you you can't be giving advice to someone that doesn't want that advice, (laughs) if they're paying. Exactly. Yeah. So me even considering doing this coaching was really me sort of almost putting my, this like business that I had built on the line because it went completely against what I was taught. Um, so I was really sort of like stuck. And this was again about just about a little bit or a little bit under two years ago. Um, because I really felt God saying like, I want you to share your story. You have a powerful story to share. And I want you to use me. I want you to talk about me to be able to share that story with others. So I was just completely stuck. I didn't know what to do. Um, So I actually had hired my own coach at that time to work through this with me and help me really figure out, like, what was I going to do? Like, what was my calling? Um, How was I going to make this work? Because... Um, I'll, I'll share a little bit about my story, but my past story is I've been recovered from an eating disorder for about eight years now. And my life was completely different um, growing up and anytime before the last eight years. Like you would think I'm a completely different person. And, you know, I had gotten help. I had um, great therapists at the time. But it was really God who healed me and me being able to um, actually admit, okay, like I have a problem. And if I don't get help with this problem, like I probably will not survive um, because it was that bad. And there's no way that I can do this alone. And that's really when I recommitted myself to Christ and got reconnected with church and, um, just knew like, I need to surrender this. Like I cannot do this alone. So that is what, that's where I feel my calling has taken me is that I want to be able to share that there's hope and that, um, you know, if you're struggling with anything right now, whether it's, you know, body image or insecurities or anything like God can heal you from that stuff. Um, but you just have to surrender and you have to really work hard. Like it's not easy to get through it. Um, so again, like that, like me coming out and publicly talking about that was going completely against my career and like what I was doing with my clients. Cause you shouldn't be sharing that stuff. Um, right. so it was, it, it was tough. I was completely stuck at that time. I did not know what to do. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty, pretty big crossroads because, you know, you also know if you move forward with coaching and incorporating your story and helping women from a faith 
focus, you are deprogramming everything you've spent the last probably eight years learning and practicing, right? Exactly. Wow. So what made you take the leap at first? Did you do both? Did you do, you know, your practice by day um, and totally shift gears and coach in a different format at night? Yeah. So I, I started to build up. I just felt God saying like, I want to take your hand and I want to run and I want you just to come with me. And like, I just kept having that vision in my mind of him, like running and pulling my arm and me just like running with him. And again, like none of it made sense. Um, I didn't know like how this was going to pan out if I was like completely sabotaging my career that I already had. Um, And I just kept, what I did was, you know, exactly how I built my first therapy business. I said, I'm going to approach this the same way I did with leaving my nine to five. I'm going to set a foundation. I'm going to continue to pray about it and I'm going to see where it takes me. And if God opens up all the right doors, and brings clients and brings, um, success into this business, then you know what, then this is of him. This is something that I'm going to do. And I set that foundation and I launched my business. Um, it was October of 2015. So just about a year ago. And throughout that time, I still had my therapy business. So I was like sort of hiding, like I was putting myself out there online, but not really like sharing my complete story. Um, I also was sort of like trying to hide it from like people in the local community, um, hide it from the therapy clients that I had, like everything was completely separate and started my business, launched it. And it was really hard at first, but I just kept feeling God saying, like, just keep doing this. Like, just keep trying and trying. Like, there's a reason why you're going through all of this right now. And there's a reason why I'm pushing you to do this. And it felt like the longest time of my life. Like, struggle after struggle. Um, And now looking back a year later, I'm in complete awe of how he provided and Every single door he closed was the right door that he closed. Every single door he opened was the right one that was opened. And I have now built up this big coaching business. Um, I basically have shut down my therapy practice. I have like a couple clients that started with me about two years ago that, you know, I still, I still work with every now and then, but now my business is my coaching practice online. And I have, he's just blessed me beyond what I ever could have imagined. Um, my hope was to be able to like impact maybe a couple hundred people. And now I know through, you know, people on my lists and people in, you know, my communities and everything that I have been able to impact a few thousand people, which feels wow. amazing. And I just, I feel. I see there's like an even bigger vision again. Like we think that we have this idea of where we want to go and we get there and then we know there's even more. And that's where I'm at right now. Like now it's running. It's, 
up, it's profitable, making an impact, but I know I want to do even more. So now I'm like in that place again, which feels fun. It feels scary. It feels exciting. Um, so yeah, that's my story in a nutshell. Wow. I mean, I think I have a thousand questions I could ask you from there because, (laughs) you know, I think it sounds like, you know, God has brought you to a place and then he launches you into something next that's beyond what you could have ever imagined. And and that is so cool because it, it lines up with scripture in the sense of like he says, I have plans for you beyond, you know, what you could imagine. And, it, and you know, in my own life, I've seen that play out. It very much looks like here you've seen that play out in your life. You know, you've launched successful things and then he takes you a step further um, in a direction you might not have ever anticipated, but is so much more fulfilling. Does How do you deal with the fear of that, of when you're shifting gears, feeling like, oh my gosh, I've got a good thing going. Should I really do this? Am I going to tank? How do you deal with fear of failure? Um, that's a really good question. And this is what I help my women with who come to me. And for me, I try to remind myself of, um, you know, his faithfulness in the past, like times that I have been scared times that I couldn't see what the next step was. He's always come through and always put me in the, on the path that was the right path. So even when, you know, I don't know what that next step is going to be. Like, I don't know where he's leading me in my life, in my business, But I know that if I, whatever it is that I do little by little, if it's his plan, like it will open up. And if it's not, it will close. So really just like surrendering that fear and reminding myself of all of the goodness that has come into my life and business in the past. Absolutely. Yeah. I think hanging on to testimonies of his goodness in your life is always something you go back to. And and I was um, discussing with one of my good friends and fellow girl bosses, Griffin, you know, I was like, Griffin, it seems like, you know, you sleep great for two weeks and then you have four nights of major anxiety. Do you feel like that is something you, with time, overcome as an entrepreneur? Or is that something you feel like you become more comfortable with and you know the ebbs and flows better so you accept it a little, you accept it more. You don't necessarily eliminate it from your life. Do you, do you see that working with women? Yeah, ex- that's exactly at the second part is that it gets easier because you know, there are ebbs and flows in business and that there will be times like I see a lot of women that come to me who have found, you know, success in their business And they're trying to get to another level in their business and they're fearful of like what that will look like. And then once they get there, they've succeeded and they've made their goals happen and now they're freaking out even more. So like they say like new level, new devil, um, every level that, yeah. So every level you get to, there will be new challenges. And we, I think it's human nature for us to like say, to always tell ourselves like, okay, once we get to this place, like I'm going to feel really good. 
Um, you know, once I hit this goal or once I'm able to earn this much of a living, like I'll feel comfortable, I'll feel secure. And what we don't realize is that once we get there, there will be a whole nother set of, not to like be a Debbie Downer, but there will always be a whole nother set of issues that come with that next level. Um, and it's learning to just, um, try to like ride them out and accept them and know that, you know, you're never going to completely get to that place of comfort in your life. And that's actually a good thing because what that means is that you're always challenging yourself and you're always striving to, um, be an even better person and even better boss to yourself. Absolutely. And that, I mean, I think that goes along too with kind of the grass is greener on the other side. Like you get over the hill of whatever that challenge is and you kind of have a resting season and then there's a new challenge. And I mean, I think, you know, life would be kind of boring if it was just easy all the time anyways. Not that I, you know, have the biggest smile on my face with every challenge that comes my way. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm just so intrigued by your work and what you get to do every day because you really do get to see these women entrepreneurs have so much breakthrough and it is so, so, so cool. So can you tell us about your courses? Because I know that you do so much working with mindset and confidence and I would love for our listeners to get to hear about that because they might find it so impactful and valuable for their life. Yeah, sure. So one big thing that I'm really passionate about in my business, again, I, you know, work one-on-one with women um, on mindset issues and confidence issues. But another big piece of that is visibility because I'm sure you've experienced this being, putting yourself out there, um, especially early on in your business. You know, we have we come up with this dream. We come up with this whole idea of what we want our business to look like. We're so excited about it. We go out there, we launch it. And then the fear comes in. And a lot of the fear that comes in is around like, what will people think of me? Um, are they going to accept what I have to say? How will they take me? Like, well, I have haters. Um, so a lot of it is this whole piece, this whole other layer of visibility Um, especially in the online space, because if you are, let's say a blogger or, um, a speaker, um, or even if you own like, let's say an Etsy shop or something, you really, the way we run our businesses is through social media. And that can be scary because you're constantly putting yourself out there. And when you're at, let's say like a a nine to five job, you know, you're doing your work and you're going home and that's it pretty much. Like you might bring work home with you, but when you are an online business owner, you basically are your business. You are your brand. So you constantly feel like people are looking at you. People might be judging you. And it's all about getting yourself comfortable with the uncomfortable and working through that and really trying to put your own feelings aside And remind yourself that, all right, I'm not doing this for myself. I'm doing this for the people that I want to impact. So I need to set all of those feelings aside and like keep my eyes on the goal and keep my eyes on them and put my stuff out there. So 
yeah, that's, that's one of the big things that I teach about. Um, like the program that I'm running right now, like that's something that we work through. Absolutely. Do you see, what is the biggest, um, joy you get to see when people complete these programs and these courses with you? Because I know for you, it's not just a product. Like you really get to see women blossom and have successful businesses um, with just a little bit of extra time spent focusing on their mindset. I guess like so many women again are, they they feel like they need to have this persona or they need to act a certain way. And once I can help them break through all that and show up unapologetically as themselves and just be who they are, it's like this whole level of like comfort and relief. It's like a sigh, like, ah, finally, like this now feels good. And seeing women get to that point is like, it's like my biggest joy. Like that happened actually yesterday with a client. She's, um, I've been working with her on trying to really be able to bring her business and her life together and not feel like she has to be one person in her life, one person in her business. And I challenged her to write something vulnerable and put it out there and like share like a story that she had Um, in her life that related to her business and the feedback that she got, it was like instant confirmation that what she did was the right thing. And that little bit of confirmation is now what's like pushing her. And this is again, just yesterday, she's been messaging me and like, so excited, like, Oh my God, I'm ready to share more now. Like, I feel like people get it. And the more that you share about yourself and you just show up as yourself and you are unapologetic with whatever it is that you teach about or whoever it is that you are, whether it's about your faith, um, your beliefs, more people, the right people will be attracted to you and the right people will follow you. And that's the beauty of it is that, yeah, it's going to repel people, but that's a good thing because those are people that are not your tribe, are not the people that you're going to want to keep around you. So it's actually a good thing when you can repel people from you. Yeah, because you're going to weed out the people who would never want to work with you anyways, you know? Exactly. <laughs> like, what's the what's there to lose? And and I think as a something I've struggled with, I know I've even talked to you about it, is I want everyone to like me. But you yeah. know what? That's not always a reality. And I guess the longer you do this, the thicker your skin gets. But um, there's just not enough time to make everyone like you. So if you repel a few people (laughs) along the way, you know, that's just not the best use of your time to try to make every person like you. And, um, repelling people isn't something you should be scared of. And I, I think that is something so important to touch on. Um, as I think of all that you've invested in yourself, what you invest in other women, all the crazy e-courses I've taken, um, I remember a boss who is actually an incredible businessman say to me, Kelsey, the first $5,000 you make, you need to invest in yourself. Um, What do you have to say about investing in yourself with education, whether it's online education or formal education? I know that you took B-School. Has that been revolutionary for you and for your business? You know, I think people... um, 
don't even consider that as an option. You know, everyone's just trying to stay afloat in those first few years of starting up. And so, um, but some of the the ways I've invested in myself have paid off tenfold for me. And I, I know you can say the same for yourself. So I'd love for you to shed light on that. I love that question. So I like to ask people, like, how quickly do you want to see results? Do you want to take your time with your business? And because you can, you can build a profitable business through all free content. And that's why I'm really big with putting as much free content out there as possible because not everyone is ready to invest or maybe has the right vision yet to invest in, you know, hiring help in their business or hiring a coach in their business or taking a course. So I want people to first know that yes, like you can have a profitable business through all free content and teaching yourself. However, it's going to take a long time because you are teaching yourself and you are taking little bits and pieces of really good free quality information, putting it together and really doing trial and error on your own. So if you are like myself and like you, and you want to see success, whatever that looks like for you happen faster and you want to start making a bigger impact faster, you've got to invest in yourself. And that's the one thing I am really, I guess, proud of myself to say is that when I launched this business, it was um, one of like the hardest times financially in my life, um, me and my husband's life, because we own income properties actually. And We had this huge flood. It was like this freak accident um, at one of the properties. And we were in $40,000 worth of damage. Wow. Insurance only was going to cover a little bit of it um, because of what had happened and exactly how it had happened. So we were really freaking out about finances. Like we didn't know what was going to happen. This was like right when I launched my business. So I had actually cut back in my psychotherapy business at that time because I wanted to make space for this coaching business. So I was making a lot less money um, and we didn't know what was going to happen, but I kept feeling like, you know what, if I want to see this coaching business take off, even though we have no money right now, like I need to invest in getting a coach, like a business coach and invest maybe in, you know, some little things for my business because I don't want to, I don't want it to take forever. So what I would do in my business is I would invest a little bit of money and then I would work really hard and make that investment uh, work for me and get a return on the investment and then take a little bit more money and invest it into something else, like a different um, coach or a different program. Or maybe, you know, at one point, like I hired a copywriter to do my copywriting for me, um, a website designer. So little by little, like you don't have to invest it all at once. And I actually suggest that you don't invest it all at once because your vision and your business is going to change. And that's why I really, really stress to people when you are launching your business, 
invest in getting help and mentorship, but don't feel like you need all of the things because it's so easy to have the shiny object syndrome and to go online and to see all of these different coaches and different programs and courses and um, products that they say like get rich quick or (laughs) grow your list to 10,000 in one month by buying this course. And really that stuff in the beginning doesn't matter. What matters is you putting yourself out there, putting your services or your products out there and just showing up. So show up, get some mentorship and little by little, um, invest other things into your business, but don't do it all at once. And don't feel like you need all the things. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty much how I've invested in myself. I have invested quite a bit. And I know that, again, if I hadn't have done that, I probably would not be in the place that I'm in right now. Absolutely. I mean, I would say to people listening as well, like if we can do it, anyone can. Like you said, you had a huge, you know, $40,000 of damage is a big disaster. Um, My husband and I, when I started my blog, which is what has transitioned into everything I do now, I worked at Starbucks. I was in my post-college finding myself year and didn't know what I wanted to do with my two liberal arts degrees and, you know, was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to go work at Starbucks um, and figure out what I want to do next and just have a job. And, um, you know, obviously we weren't making the most money in the world, but with the little we had, I invested a ton of time and um, thankfully was able to invest little by little in myself and it multiplied and it got bigger and better with time. And then I was able to invest a little more in myself, but it wasn't overnight. And so I'm with you, like invest as you go, your business changes anyway. So the product you want this month might be different than the one you want in eight months. Exactly. And I love to, you know, the Camp Well Summit where we met was, you know, one of the first kind of networking style conferences, which it wasn't for that purpose, but you're in a room with 30 other female entrepreneurs, um, you know, was the first kind of event I went to and was able to meet other women. And it was so beneficial. And you guys, I was thinking of every reason to turn around on the way there because it's scary to put yourself out there, but it's so worth it. Oh, and I'm so glad that you did because we would have never met. I know. I'm so glad we met. We had that car ride and it was so fun. Um, But it it is scary to put yourself out there, but it is so worth it. And it's kind of necessary work. Mm -hmm. Community is huge. That's the thing is that if you want to succeed in business, you've got to have like good support and your family, your personal friends, like they may not understand and that's okay. Like be really patient with them. Um, but look for support of other entrepreneurs and other people who have gone through it and 
really tried to connect with them and get accountability buddies, get biz besties. That's what I like to call them. Yep. And (laughs) those people will understand you and will just push you. And yeah, make sure that they're people who do push you to the next level in your business and truly want to see you succeed. And those connections are also what grow your business because you'll see that collaborating with others, even people who do the same exact thing as you, you can really grow your businesses together. Yes. What do you have to say about that? Because I think it is really easy for women to feel threatened by someone doing something similar in your field. Yes. I have personally experienced that um, early on in my business. I had a colleague who we were friendly and... I honestly was a little intimidated by her at first because she had been around longer than me. Um, What she was doing was very similar to what I was doing. Um, Like her ideal client, her audience was the same exact audience as mine. Um, But we really, um, something like something just really brought us together. And actually a big piece of it was, um, Jen Sprinkle's devotional, the 31 or the well studios devotional, 31 days of prayer for the dreamer and the doer. And I just felt this like pull on my heart to like, just, um, really nurture this relationship and not feel threatened or not compare myself. And, you know, we've now been friends for over a year And we have actually collaborated on a bunch of things because we have the same audience. We have the same ideal clients. So we've said to each other, let's like work together. Let's do a project together because we can make an even bigger impact bringing our audiences together. And um, we actually, we have like, we each have our own programs. And when people sign up for my programs, I actually gift them a session with this person and then vice versa. When they sign up for her program, she gives them a session with me. So we've found it. um, We've just found ways to be able to like share our audiences and not feel like we're competing against one another. That is so cool. I think um, being able to get past that and it takes some intentional work. Like you feel those feelings, those feelings arise and that stress that they might they might get all the clients and you get none or whatever arises in that moment. But choosing to um, push past it, you know, the quote, feel the fear and do it anyways. And trust that there's more than enough success for, to go around for both of us. And it's okay if we're doing similar things. There are 7 billion people on this planet. <laughs> and so... Um, there's plenty of room. And I just, I've loved knowing you because you truly do live that. And it's so incredible to get to meet other females in this industry who just truly cheer each other on, um, whether they're in something similar or something totally different. And that is just really cool to me. So how would you say, um, how would, how would you describe juggling all of these launches and you've basically lived in launch mode for a few years now starting your own practice starting your own online business um now you're having a baby girl um how do you how do you do this I mean people talk about balance being a myth you know what do you think is it real is it not 
how do you navigate this? So I, I will be, I'm always an open book. And I think I put this in our, in our questionnaire. Um, I'll be perfectly honest with you. The first, my, with my first business, the, the local private therapy practice, and probably the first six to eight months of this coaching business, I really felt like there was no balance. And this was actually the reason why I had signed up for Camp Well was because I was, it was last, late last winter, I had been really in like hustle and launch mode for a couple of years. And I felt like I was slowly becoming disconnected from my friends, from my family. Um, and I thought in order to make an impact, I would have to give myself a hundred percent. And maybe that meant missing out on family things. And I look back to last Christmas actually, and it makes me sort of sad because I, to be perfectly honest, was not really enjoying it. I kept having in the back of my mind, oh my God, I need to do this, or I need to create more content. I need to post, I need to get back to someone. And I wasn't able to just live in the moment anymore. And, um, I really felt that that was exactly what had me and sort of forced me to sign up for Camp Well that last late last winter was because I felt like I completely lost control of any type of balance in my life. My life was now my career. Yeah. I really was at that point where I started to believe that there was no other way to do it but that way. And if I wanted to continue to make an impact and make an even bigger impact, I would really just, that that would be my life. Like I wouldn't have anything other than that in my life. So I knew at that point that was an unhealthy place to be um, because life is so much more than just working, even when you love what you do. Because that's the whole thing is that you, I'm sure you can agree with this as a passionate entrepreneur, like you absolutely adore what you do. And it never feels like work ever. Girl, Um, you're speaking my language. (laughs) Like you could just, I mean, I could just keep going and going and going because I love it so much. But I realized that I had actually, my husband had said, you know what, you need time off. Like I'm booking two vacations for us. We're going to go to Charleston, South Carolina, because that's your favorite place to visit. And then I'm going to take you to Puerto Rico because we never took a honeymoon because we've been so busy. <laughs> so we what an awesome husband. I'm like, okay, he's, he's pretty cool. <laughs> we booked both of these vacations on the same day and they were two weeks with like from each other. And I was freaking out to be perfectly <laughs> honest. Like, I don't think he even knows this, but I was like pissed off. I was angry. <laughs> I think our husbands would be friends. They sound like they might be able to like have some counseling sessions together. (laughs) I was like, why is he doing this to me? Like he's like trapping me. And it was what I, it was exactly what I needed because he knew I needed it. He knew I needed to break away from the business for a little bit. And this was last February. And what I, I learned from, Taking those, it was like a week and a half, two weeks off, um, was that 
God will always provide. And the more that we let go and we don't hold on so tightly, the more room there is for good things to flow into your business, um, things that just happen the, w- the way they're supposed to happen. And holding on only just really destroys us. Um, it doesn't bring anything good. And that time when I was away, this was crazy, but I had booked like a whole handful of new clients when I got back. And actually he was testing me even more because the week that I got back from two those two vacations, I ended up in the emergency room because I had this like health scare and I literally like couldn't do anything. I was on a bed for 24 hours and while I was laying there in the emergency room, I remember like freaking out because, oh my God, I just got back from vacation. Like I need to be working. And I was looking at my phone and I saw like these like payments coming into my phone of like new people signing up and signing up. And I'm like, wow, like God is trying to show me it's okay to just rest. It's okay to let go of the control. And ever since that day, again, that was last sometime at the end of last February, I felt like I need to have, I need to start just having a normal life again and um, allowing myself to take breaks. So I committed to my husband at that point that every quarter I would take at least two weeks off. That Um, is awesome. um, Yeah. And that could be consecutively or that could be like, you know, long weekends here and there. And it has, I mean, I just can't even describe like what it has done for my business because I'm now able to find that balance. Again, there will be times where we will be in hustle mode and then there will be times where we're resting, but now it's not so much of a juggle. Life and business just feels like one big happy day all the time. Um, And I think, you know, I even shared with you about when I first found out I was pregnant, the first three and a half months, that first full trimester, I literally couldn't work at all. And we had to cancel our, (laughs) that's why we're doing this now. We had to cancel this because I was so sick. Um, And God still provided. I had the same, I, the same exact um, income months, those months that I was stuck in bed and couldn't do anything. And he's just continued to show me and bless me and make it visible that, you know, if we can just sit back and um, allow him to do his thing and not hold on so tightly, he will provide for us no matter what. Man, I, I mean, I feel like I've even learned so much here because I so resonate with that. I'm at, I'm at the place where you are at, where it's like, I've got to find another way. Like, I love what I do, so it's really hard for me to stop. But um, work is not the only legacy I want to leave in my life. And I want to leave um, the strongest legacy with my family and my husband and um, learning to navigate these tendencies that you and I share, and I'm sure so many of our listeners share, um, you know, before I have children and you have one on the way. So it sounds like you're learning, um, 
you know, before she gets here as much as possible, how to um, be present in the moment and not work all the time when you do love your work. Um, And so I um, really appreciate you sharing your wisdom in this area because I find it super helpful. I know um, the people listening will as well because it's just nice to hear someone talk about it and say, ah, me too, you know? (laughs) Well, as we move on to kind of the end segment of the Radiant Podcast, I would love if you had one piece of wisdom to share with our listeners, what would be the one thing you want them to know? Hmm. I like that. I would say, I'm going to keep it simple. Just start today. No matter what that big vision is that you have or that big goal that you have, find something really small that you can do to start today. And also say it out loud. Tell someone what that vision is. Or maybe you even can like only write it down right now because it feels too scary to say out loud. Write it down, put it somewhere. And I mean, that is exactly how I built both of these businesses was writing it down in my journal um, and then taking one, the first step. So maybe that was researching like how to run an online business, how to hire a coach, how to um, file for your uh, DBA or to be a sole proprietor. Um, I did all like just find one little piece that you can start with today and then take it, take it tomorrow and like figure out what you're going to do tomorrow. Like don't worry about all of the steps and all of the things that have to come together to get there. Just take one step at a time. Hey, I think that is like the best place to start and such a good, you know, piece of advice to share with our listeners every, you have to start somewhere. And so, um, what would be a few of your favorite things at the moment? Hmm. I like this question. I always love hearing people's favorite books, favorite shows, music, (laughs) you name it. Oh, well, favorite show, of course, is Fixer Upper. I, they inspire me so much, Chip and Joanna. And that is like, okay, so yeah, I don't know if you know this about me, but I love to renovate houses. Fun. Yeah. And like growing up, um, my parents always did it. They flipped houses. And that is like my husband's big dream. He wants to be like a real estate mogul and he wants income properties and he wants to flip things. Um, so that just, the show just inspires us so much. We've, we've done a few houses over now and we have some properties. Um, but that's like my favorite thing right now. My other favorite thing, um, is Christmas music. I drive people crazy because it's, I don't know if you can even hear it in the background. I have it on 24 seven from Thanksgiving (laughs) until Christmas. Um, and then what is great? What is something else I'm really excited about right now? Your baby girl. Are you like researching all things, baby? My baby girl, you are so right. So yeah, I am just starting to plan things for her. And actually it's been really fun trying to come up with like new business plans and get more help in my business. Um, planning for that time when she does arrive because I want to have that balance. I want to be a stay at home mom. And I also want to run my business. So 
Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I bet that is going to be so fun to have her here. And I will be taking notes from you so that one day when I have a baby, I can manage it. But, you know, first things first, I'm working on balance in my just day-to-day life now. (laughs) But it has been such a joy to have you on the podcast. Where can our listeners find you? Um, I know that you have a website and your Instagram, but also how can they sign up for your courses or working with you one-on-one? Sure. So my website is katecracko.com, K-A-T-E-C-R-O-C-C-O.com. I have an incredible Facebook community. This is a free community for everyone to join. Um, It's called the Confident Ladies Club. So all you have to do is go onto Facebook and search Confident Ladies Club, put a request in, and we will accept you. And it's we now have almost 1,800 people in there. Um, it's just a great place for inspiration, for sisterhood, for connection, collaboration. Every week I have um, a special topic that I talk about. Um, I provide free content every day related to that topic. We do giveaways. We do parties. Like It's just... It's like one big slumber party in there. So fun. (laughs) It's it. That's that is my baby right now. I'm Um, a part of it, you guys. So you definitely need to go, go hang out in the confident ladies club. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it right now. That's what I wanted to share. And you know, when you're part of a club in elementary school, this is one that's like not exclusive and everyone belongs. So you should all go hang out. (laughs) Yes. Well, Kate, thank you so much for joining us on the Radiant Podcast. And until next time. Man, isn't Kate awesome? I highly recommend working with her. I think she is such an incredible woman, encourager, motivator, you name it. So be sure to keep up with her at her website and on Instagram, which I've linked up in the show notes below. And Tune in for what we've got going on at Radiant Magazine at radiantmagazine.org and on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, etc. You name it, we're there. We just launched a membership portal. We would love for you to join it, to be a part of our community, to go deeper together. Until next time, I can't wait to catch back up with you here at the Radiant Podcast this year. If you love the music, it was produced by Christian Sager and the song is by Kayla Caballero. You can find her C-A-L-A-H on iTunes. She is such a gem. All of her music is insanely good. Until next time, see you next week. Cozy up for the holidays with 60% off everything at Banana Republic Factory, including soft sweaters, comfy pajamas, must-have gifts, and more from $9.99. Find your nearest store now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Get 50 through 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Plus, shop new doorbusters for the family, including outerwear, jeans, and our Gap logo crew neck sweatshirt. Find it all at Gap Factory or GapFactory.com through December 14th. It's not every day you have to replace a water heater, more like every 10 years. The Home Depot can help with a wide selection of the latest models from Rheem and a helpful online water heater buying guide to help make choosing the right Rheem easy. From gas to electric, tankless, even smart models that can spot a leak before it happens. Water heaters have come a long way. You don't have to. Go to homedepot.com to find the latest Rheem water heaters and helpful answers and advice from our water heater buying guide. Only from the Home Depot. How doers get more done.